This is Croy from Vermithrax, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hello and welcome to episode 319 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host Sean, coming from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This episode we're focusing on an event here in Pittsburgh called the Pittsburgh Brutal Fest. It's part beer fest, part music fest. It takes place November 6th at Spirit in Lawrenceville. It features a lot of great bands and a lot of great breweries coming together in one place. Bands are Grey Walker, World Scariest Police Chases, Vermithrax, Natural Causes, Deathlehem, and Child Bite. We've got breweries such as Rock Bottom, Spoonwood, East End, Penn Brewery, Helltown Brewing, Co-Star Brewing, and many others. So let's start off this uh, episode talking to Meg Evans. Meg is the uh, founder of the Pittsburgh Brutal Fest, and uh, she's going to talk to us about uh, this great event. And I say welcome to the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with me on the phone, I have Meg Evans, the founder of the Pittsburgh Beer Fest, or Pittsburgh Brutal Beer Fest. Um, how you doing today, Meg? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, thanks for joining us. This is a really cool event. Kind of wanted to help uh, help you guys push this and kind of find out a little bit about how this event uh, came to be. Um, you got a lot of great bands. You got a lot of great breweries kind of coming together for this beer fest. So can you talk a little bit about how this idea came into your head? Sure, sure. Um, well, my husband, um, he used to work for Guitar Center, and um, one of the perks of working there, and that's actually how we met Chris Roy, too, um, was, you know, at the end of the week, if certain magazines didn't sell, you know, we got to bring them home, and uh, one of those magazines was Deceival and, or Stiebel, um and, or Deceival, excuse me, <laughs> uh, my bad there, Um and, you know, one of the articles in there was called Brutal Truth, and it totally just encompassed exactly what we love, you know, which is heavy metal and beer. And so, that you know, the wheels started turning a while ago that, you know, we wanted to do something that incorporated both of those. And um, just over time, we started getting a little bit more serious about, okay, well, what could we actually do? Um, the idea came about as a festival. Um, we're both brewers, so we go to beer fest all the time mm-hmm. to represent our breweries. And, um, you know, there's always a band involved, but they're generally almost every single time either a DJ, a cover band, or, you know, just a folk band, something that everyone, every, it would appeal to a large audience. Right. And for us, you know, you know, we just kind of just said, whatever, you know, that's just how it is. And um, so a beer fest came up and that's kind of where we officially got the ball rolling. We had a few conversations like with people like Chris Roy and some of the other breweries. And from there, you know, the organizing process just began. You know, we nailed down our location, which is Spirit in Lawrenceville. And then um, it was pretty easy to find the breweries and the bands 
um, who wanted to be part of it because uh, most of the breweries, you know, were friends with those mm-hmm. guys, and uh, we would, like, see them at metal shows. And um, so it was pretty easy to kind of find at least a few to start with. And from there, once we started getting other people involved, like our sponsors and our vendors, um, they're like, hey, do you need bands? <laughs> we have bands. So it was, it was really, really easy to find bands, too, because, you know, everyone had a connection and it, it just felt so natural how everything came together. So um, that's basically where it started. Um, so you got you got a lot of great bands on this this on the bill you've got Vermithrax, Grey Walker, uh, Natural Causes, Bethlehem, World Scariest Police Chases, and, and Headliner uh, Child Bite. Um, and then a lot of breweries, uh, Rock Bottom, Spoonwood, East End, Penn Brewery. You know, you got pretty much all the top breweries in, in the Pittsburgh area. Um, and you guys are doing something really cool where you have some of the bands collaborating with some of the breweries to uh, make kind of like a signature beer, um, yeah. which is a very cool idea. Is that something that you guys wanted to kind of do from the beginning or was that kind of... Had that, yeah, that... definitely. Well, when we first, I mean, the reason a lot of this to kind of still touch on like how it all came together, you know, when we saw like metal and you know, the craft that we do in brewing, mm-hmm. you know, we saw so many things that overlapped. And also at the end of the day, we just had so much appreciation for the music that, you know, kind of inspired us a lot of the times for our beers. Right. So, um, we really wanted to kind of create this communal collaboration aspect of the festival, which I thought would create a really unique, um, unique kind of vibes for the festival. And I think it's something we want to continue as we keep this festival going. So, um, like I said, we knew the breweries that we were going to have involved to start, you know, we had Penn, who we knew the head brewer, Nick and Steve, um, Steve Chris, they both were big metal heads. Um, mm-hmm. Scott at East end, you know, um, even Steve Nicky over at Spoonwood and of course, um, rock bottom, you know, we all were into this idea, so it was a matter of finding a band that we wanted to team up with. So um, once we had a few bands in mind and pitched the idea, like I said, it was so natural, and everyone's immediately like, yes, absolutely, <laughs> how do we make this happen? And um, from there, we really let all the collaborations do their own thing. We're like, you know, if you want to, you know, you know, drive all of your inspiration off one aspect or another, mm-hmm. do that. If you want to just fully immerse yourself with your band and collaborate on an idea, you know, do that, <clears throat> but really make it your own. And, um, I think every, all the groups did that. So Penn's teamed up with the gray Walker, mm-hmm. uh, Vermithrax is with Spoonwood, uh, rock bottoms with world's scariest police chases and East ends with natural causes. So we have some really cool beers that are coming down the pipeline. And I think it's also what (laughs) distinguishes this particular beer fest as well. Um, I mean, though I know we're definitely appealing to a new audience of craft beer drinkers and possibly people who may have never been interested in craft beer. Right. um, I think we're still, you know, creating a very unique thing for our festival. And, the best way to kind of explain how that's happening on, from my perspective as like a brewer, as well as like 
one of these a coordinator for this this festival is that um, when it comes to beer festivals, a lot of the owners, you know, you know, they've been there, done that. They don't really want to go. But a couple of them are like, no, we want to be part of this because this is something that speaks to us. Like um, Sean Gentry at Helltown, you know, he's the best example. He never comes to festivals, but Mm -hmm. because he loves metal so much, this is something that he wants to be part of and um, be there for. Um, So I think that it's something also for other craft beer drinkers to take into account and be like, oh, my gosh. Like that, that never happens. And, you know, I think that's really cool. And they'll get to meet another brewer who's doing really cool stuff that they may have never been able to meet before. Right. Right. Um, with bringing all these breweries in and all, all the bands, um, how hard was it to find, find like the perfect space? Cause you know, spirit in Lawrenceville is kind of, you know, it's a cool space, but, uh, it seems to me like you kind of want something, you know, bigger or, trying to expand a little bit more um going into this first one uh we I mean, we didn't really know what budget we were going to be working right. with you know um and so it's definitely something we're taking into a different account next year and um we just like kind of first through the grapevine what their cost was and we also didn't know how big this would be so it right. seemed appropriate at the time so a lot of factors went into play there but you're totally right um Space is definitely something that we're going to take into account next year because next year we want it to be bigger. You know, we want to have more bands. We want to have more vendors. We want to have more space so that people can, like, kind of immerse themselves in this festival, not necessarily just kind of come to a show and leave. You know, we want it to be something like a full-day thing for them. So Right, right. Definitely space. I mean, we're excited to be at Spirit, too. You know, they offer a lot of great things. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a very, um, very cool space, and it's going to have a, a cool vibe. One of the things, too, I noticed, which was really cool, again, you know, kind of different from other beer fests that I've kind of been to, is what you get for what the ticket price is, is amazing. I mean, you've got – it's almost like, you know, you either got, you know, $36 for general admission. That's 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 peanuts I'm looking at everything that you get. How was – how'd you guys come up with this price point? Because it almost seems like it's too good to be true. Um, well, honestly, we wanted to keep it, to keep it affordable. Um, mm-hmm. like I said, I think we're going in uh, up against uh, a potential new audience. Right. And with it being the first at first, um, festival of this, um, you know, we wanted to make sure that people wouldn't be scared off by, you know, right. a high price point. Um, but as well as that, I mean, um, I think the value is there and that's what we really want to. We want to show people like what kind of time they can have. And so it'll appeal to people in the long run. And we, I, I really do like the price point that it's at. Yeah. Um, because like if we do, if we are able to make it bigger or, you know, in a different space in the future, you know, we're still going to be able to keep those prices, but also, um, be able to sell more tickets and, you know, recoup some of the costs of that. Mm-hmm. And this year, I, I mean, I can't thank our sponsors enough because I think they're also a huge reason why um, we're able to keep that at, at this price point. Right. Um, yeah, so I guess that's, that's the biggest reason is we just definitely wanted to keep it approachable for people who might not know what craft beer is yet. And also, you know, we want people to go get through the door. Cool, cool. Now, um, you, 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 uh, you're a brewer at Rock Bottom, right? 
Um, yep. And you guys work with World Scariest Police Chases. I talked to Chris a little bit about their collaboration with Spoonwood. Um, How did your collaboration go from, like, you know, from the brewers end working with the band? Um, did they come to you kind of with an idea, or did you have to kind of guide them through the whole process? Um, ours was actually really easy. Um, I basically, I knew I wanted to team up with a punk band mm-hmm. and I basically was like, what is one of the few like punk rock beers that are out there? <laughs> um, a malt liquor came to mind. Right. <laughs> and so I pitched it to them and immediately he emailed me back and was like, yes, wait, did we talk about this already? Because I was just talking to my band about this and we already have a name and so and so forth. So it like, like I said, it was so natural and. Um, it was really easy because once they had like, they're like down with the idea, you know, mm-hmm. I looked up the recipe and, um, a couple of the guys came in for the brew day and bada bang, bada boom, it, you know, <laughs> we have a, we have a beer. Right, um, right. so it was really fun and really easy and we're actually, we're going to first release it at the festival. Um, but it'll also be on tap at, um, rock bottom afterwards. So we're going to bring those guys in on the 9th of November to kind of, let them, you know, party it up and right. release the beer there as well and let people kind of get to know the collaboration a little bit better by meeting these guys. Now, is this, uh, you know, I talked to Chris, and he's got all kinds of plans for their beer or whatever. I'm not sure you know, <laughs> what all he's got, but is this something that's going to be like a limited brew or is it going to be something that you guys hope to keep producing and get out in other markets? Um, I mean, given that we're kind of limited that we're a brew pub and we really don't package too much. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a one and done thing. If we do it again, it'll probably be like next summer and, you know, still kind of just make it a yearly thing. Nothing more than that. But I think it kind of makes it a little bit more special when we just do it for these guys and for the festival. Um, but yeah, but we do have, we are going to look into, we have talked about trying to get some 40-ounce bottles to package them. <laughs> um, I know we can't really, like, legally sell it right. out to the market, but it'll be fun for them to, like, give away to some friends and whatnot, so. Right. So, I mean, do they go and, like, design labels and stuff, too, or is that just... Well, hilariously enough, because um, they've already had this idea about a malt liquor, <laughs> um, they... <laughs> basically took a label for Old English and replaced it with all of their, like, their right. name and stuff. So it still looks like an Old English bottle on an Old English, you know, full bottle, but it has their stuff on it, which is kind of hilarious. Cool, cool. Um, so, you know, looking forward to the future, do you see more breweries get involved with the bands rather than just, like, a handful? Or would you like, I mean... Obviously, the sky's the limit with something like this. I mean, where would what are your plans for this festival moving forward? Um, I feel like so. I feel like with the collaborations, we always want it to be involved. How many? I feel like I still want to be limited to a few, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of make them special. But maybe try to get some of them packaged and possibly have like an official brutal beer for like each year, mm-hmm. which would be really cool. Um, but we, it's something that once we get going on planning the next one, um, you know, which I already, I already know that we need a committee of sorts because, you know, it's, it's definitely a lot of work for just a couple people to right. be doing. And, um, so that's step one. And then step two is, um, you know, finding a bigger location, but we also, I really do feel like we need a couple like 
bigger bands that might have more mm-hmm. of a pull, um, and also more bands, you know. Right. <clears throat> so um, those are a couple of things that we're just keeping in the back of our heads about like what we want to see for the future. Um, and I think from there, once we get this committee going and have more creative, you know, voices part of it. It's only going to get better from there. Right, right. Now, something like this seems like, uh, you know, as soon as this one's done, you got to immediately start planning for next year. Is that kind of what you're planning on? Yeah, I think I'm going to give myself a couple months off. <laughs> and But, yeah, once January, you know, definitely I need to put my feet on the ground and get moving. Um, we definitely need to just establish a date and then find location or probably those two at the same time. Um, we have a location possibly in mind that it's, it's nothing concrete yet. Um, we work a lot with Most Wanted Fine Art, who is part of this festival. Mm-hmm. Um the, so it's a local art gallery, but they do a lot of community work, and I've you know I've been working with them through Rock Bottom for a long time, and I've always appreciated what they do. So um, he bought like nine like plots up in Garfield, mm-hmm. and just recently acquired a house on the last one. Um, so he's planning to turn that into his uh, his next like art studio right. event space. Um, so that's, depending on if he moves forward with that, that's a potential. If not, um, we're definitely going to just vet potential other larger venues and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Now, do you see this even go into like a multi-day type of event? Um, maybe. I feel like, I mean, you know, the tricky thing with this one is that there is alcohol involved. Right. And, you know, as much as I have a lot of personal respect for alcohol, I think like, you know, we want to maintain that respect mm-hmm. and I wouldn't want anyone just to like play a chance, like get dehydrated because they were drinking for, you know, right, three days right. straight. Um, you know, and there's probably a lot of things we can do re- relating to that, whether or not we say, okay, drinking hours are from here to here. But, um, you know, you never, honestly, I feel like the sky's the limit and maybe I don't see us doing more than, um, one day for a couple of years, but mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen five years down the line. Cool. Do you have uh, bands already approaching you for the next one? Well, um, I don't know if you caught, we had Metal Sucks cover the yeah. fest. And um, so once that happens, I, I literally have like 20 plus <laughs> band requests in my inbox. And I, I made sure all I like responded to all of them to let them know right. that like we'll, we'll get in touch for next year. Um, but you know, so we have it on our website, a band submission page, which is the best way to kind of get a hold of us if anyone is interested. Okay. And that's also the best way to know that anyone who would want to be part of it, you know. So since we do have so many people like approaching us, it's going to be really easy after that point. Right. Right. Cool. Well, this uh, sounds like it's going to be a great event, and I'm uh, looking forward to it. Um, and I wish you guys all the luck in the world with this. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully this uh, this this is the first of many to come. Oh yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Cool. Thanks for uh, thanks for talking to us. 
Okay, I'd like to thank Meg for taking the time to talk to us. Up next, we got one of the bands that will be playing at uh, Pittsburgh Brutal Fest, and that's Vermithrax. Vermithrax is probably one of my uh, favorite bands. Uh, so let's uh, talk to Chris from Vermithrax. Ladies and gentlemen, with me, I've got Chris from Vermithrax. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing great, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks for talking to us. You guys got a lot going on. It's been a while since we last talked. Uh, over a year since uh, that big show with Evergrey. Yep, yep. Um, so you guys had a lot going on last year. Uh, most most recently, you have a new member of the band. Can you talk yep. a little bit about how Sean came to join? Yeah, so uh, we've been kind of fighting that position for a while, that, that ongoing uh, guitar position. So um, Sean's been somebody that's been at most of our shows he's usually the loudest guy at the whole place and uh, we thought you know with that kind of enthusiasm we should have that in the band you know right uh, and he's a great player so it kind of made sense and uh, every time he's playing me stuff you know we, we we see each other a lot anyway so he's always playing me riffs and i'm like okay that that sounds a lot like something we would write mm -hmm. so uh we joke that like we've been courting him you know like we've been courting him for two years and he finally gave in and decided to date us but uh yeah i mean he joined about two and a half three weeks ago and you know he'll be ready for november 6th november 5th and 6th for the two shows we've got cool cool you got two shows coming up now you've played some pretty big shows past year you opened for metal church kind of yeah, that was that was a good show halfway kind of uh <laughs> seeing you i didn't see much of the show but uh, <laughs> you were uh you had a little accident there before the yeah, show yeah we were uh loading up to go to the show and uh, we are on a, what would probably be four stories high loft. It's basically two, two levels above a, uh, a huge garage. And uh, there's a fire escape outside that you have to go down. And it's hard to, it's hard to navigate when it's sunny and beautiful, but it's harder to navigate when you're holding a huge merch box in front of you. <laughs> and we were in a rush and I'm just kind of like, hey, grab this thing. And, um, you know, told people to get out, you know, I need to move out of the way. I got this big box and I couldn't see in front of me right. how far down I was and I took that I got halfway down and there's a landing and I thought I was on the landing I took one more step and the landing wasn't there it was oh. still two more steps it just went face first down this fire escape dislocated both shoulders um, messed up my face like I mean I went down two flights of stairs of that and hit the cement at the bottom and my girlfriend and her son were with me and he's screaming because he's thinking I died. So he's right. screaming his brains out behind me. I got to get up and like pretend everything's perfectly cool. You know, I'm like, it's okay, buddy. I'm fine. And, uh, you know, then count my fingers, make sure I still got all the parts connected. And uh, and then the whole band was like, oh, my God, we're going to have to miss the show. And we did so much to like right. push that metal chair right. show. I'm like, we are not not doing the show. So keep gathering the stuff. I'm going to the hospital. They'll put my shoulder, my, my right, my... Uh, my left shoulder came completely out. My right shoulder was kind of went back in on its own. Um, and uh, so I went to the emergency room. They popped it back in. I drove to Alter Bar. I walked in and they go, you're on in five minutes. We walked up on stage. I had my um, my uh, sling on. Right. And I was like, ah, I don't want to have a sling. I'll just keep my arm at my side. And uh, Tom is famous for doing this thing with his arm where he raises his arm and for some reason as soon as he did it I tried to raise my <laughs> arm without thinking we were just through the first song and it came back out so it dislocated a second time while wow. I'm on stage in front of all those people and I'm like I still have to sing five more songs like holy shit so yeah so we uh, 
We finished the set. I went right back to the emergency room. All the same people were working. They're like, you're back already? They popped it back in. And then uh, a month later, I had to have surgery because I had broken bones and tore tendons off bones. And the anchor that holds them in was broke. And so I had to do a little uh, microscopic surgery. But I'm good now. It's dedication. Yeah. I mean, that was a rough show because going up there knowing how bad I look and I knew I could just see in everyone's faces while we were playing like, what in the hell happened to him? Because it looked like I was in a really bad fight. Right. So anybody that said, what happened? I was like, if you think I look bad, you should see the ground. (laughs) Um, So you mentioned a couple shows coming up. You got some back-to-back shows, uh, interestingly enough, like several thousand states away apart. Yes. But um, you got a first show November 5th in Atlanta. Uh, you talk a little bit about the Atlanta show. Yeah, I mean, this is our first show in a while. So I tried to book them apart. Mm-hmm. But ironically, because of just the way certain venues were going to be open, like these two are two days, they're one day and the next day, and the next day is a day show. Right. Yeah, it starts at 3, yeah. so it's an early show, so literally we're going to leave Atlanta, drive 10 hours back, and play the Brutal Fest, probably without, with very little sleep, if any. So, um, but, the, but the one in Atlanta is really cool, because it's, it's, it's good friends of mine that are all connected to the Prog Power USA Festival, um, and, and one of the guys that helps with that has his own promotion company called Pathfinder, and uh, he's put on this metal showcase, and um, the, the bands are all really great on the bill. Right. Uh, it's cool to get down to Atlanta. Um, Seven Kingdoms is headlining, and uh, Camden also, uh, the guitar player in Seven Kingdoms. You met him last year with Evergrey. He yeah. was their tour manager. Um, he does he's tour manages on the side as well as does some Prog Bar USA stuff. So it's kind of like I get to go hang out with family for the weekend. Right, you know, right. it's like people I haven't seen for a few years since I left the festival and managing and stuff. So uh, it'll be cool to see everybody. Yeah, and then, yeah, but, but it does stink to have to like get immediately done and be like all right hey see you guys you know i don't want to be that guy but we literally have to get in the car drive back get here get our gear to that to spirit and then then do the brutal beer fest which is going to just be awesome that's something that megan's been working on for a long time and um it's been an idea and kind of a concept Mm -hmm. for a while but the whole idea of bringing local pittsburgh breweries and local pittsburgh bands like to one place and then letting us collaborate with the breweries and make our own beer like we're really excited to launch our beer because it's going to be cool and once people they're going to totally get it because it's (laughs) going to make sense but uh um you know it'll it's going to be the beer that bites back we'll just say that you know that's a it's a very cool concept like you said you got the breweries from pittsburgh you got some bands and, and, and there's a collaboration between the two um and you know Looking at you know the website and everything, it almost seems like Spirit might be kind of small for something like this. Well, it's the upstairs of Spirit. Okay. There's a there's a huge hall upstairs. Right. So yeah, I know, I hope people if they've been to Spirit, they've been to the downstairs, which is a much smaller kind of a corner right. of the room thing. This is a, a big, huge venue upstairs with a big stage. They do. Um, uh, you know events and stuff there but you know it's got a stage it's a really nice place um and it's huge so there'll be no it won't be cramped but the cool thing is all the breweries will be lined up mm-hmm. you get your free you know uh, brutal fest c- right. class you know and you get to go around with your tickets so your beer is basically paid for if you get a vip ticket your your food is paid for you get a t-shirt with a vip ticket right you get to see the bands and you get an hour early and uh, all of, I mean, that's just pretty cool. Where else do you get all that? I mean, exactly. where do you get your beer? Like, when you go to a show, I've never had them go, your beer's free, you know? Right. 
So you can buy extra beer tickets if you happen to drink through that, but there's a good amount of beer that you can have. And they do samples, so you can go around and, and cheaply taste every single beer of every single brewer in one cool place Definitely. around metal. Like, to me, it doesn't get any more metal than that. Like, that's the coolest thing you could have been. So, um, Grey Walkers with uh, Penn Brewery. I think um, World's Scariest Police Chases, I think, is with Rock Bottom. Okay. Where it was Spoonwood, and uh, I can't remember who Natural Causes is with. I, I can't remember the brewery they're with. Um, but yeah, so those are the bands doing the collaborational beers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think Megan might even have like a little voting thing, like who right. had the best representation of their band. And uh, it's kind of fun too because Rob Paulson, uh, Robert, who works at uh, Penn Brewery, mm-hmm. we've kind of been joking with him. Our drummer Jerry's been friends with him for years. We've right. been joking about doing a beer for a long time. So the fact that we're not doing a beer with him is kind of <laughs> cool. Greywalk is doing their beer there. So, we're, you know, we're going to have some fun with that. And, um, the guys at Spoonwood have been totally cool to work with and like, you know, to come up with a concept of right. what kind of represents what what we look as our first beer. You know, we're hoping to have many of these things kind of eventually. Like, yeah, like each year have a different, you know, like a oh, different yeah, Oktoberfest kind of thing. You know, like each year you have a different beer that, you know, is representative of the band, but right. also, you know, its own thing. So right. it's kind of like the Iron Maiden beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously that, that, made this more viable for people to think about right but like i said i've been talking to Penn brewery for since we started the band because i was like our 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 brand is really easy to put on stuff you know mm-hmm. it's like vermithrax and the whole dragon and thing is like really easy to go right you know merchandise like i could make like maiden does you know it's like very easy to kind of make other merchandise with so so i mean how much uh, input did you have you know, in, in making the beer, I mean, do you, have you guys ever brewed beer before? Like, no, no, we've never brewed it before. But we went. I mean, we were at the brewery. We were going like looking, a crash course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was kind of like, okay, so where do you want to be? What kind of flavors do you want to have in this? You know, and um, you know, here's here's the ingredients we're working with, and here's okay. the stuff we could get if we need to, and and so that's kind of how we came up with. You know, we already had an idea because, like I said, we've been talking about this for a while. Right. So um, for me, I'm excited because like this is like been something in the back of my mind for so long it's like to finally have it come to fruition and, and have a, you know have a brewery kind of like they're going to offer it at the brewery right. you know as so a beer it's not so be, uh, like a it's not it's not i don't think it's just at the festival we also have a few other um bars and restaurants that we all frequent that are all like oh we want to carry it too so right, we're gonna right. you know have our beer in some local other bars and restaurants that's very so, cool yeah that's cool so how long has this been in, you know beer doesn't doesn't brew overnight so how long has this process been going on well i mean i i honestly don't know how long the base itself takes like so okay. it depends on if you're going to do a pale ale or a right. lager or you know so um I think every brewery's different. It also depends on the size of the batch. Um, but I mean, we just put the finishing touches on it last okay. week, so nice. so it'll be fresh, right. but it'll be ready. Cool. Um, and that was kind of important to us is to not have something that's been sitting around in cakes for six months. Right. You know, we kind of want people to go like, you know, wow, this is really good. Is there, are they going to be bottling it at all? You well, know, we asked. You know, they uh, the. Spoonwood doesn't have bottling facilities. Okay. I don't know if anybody else does that. Once it's caked, you can hold it and then you oh, can yeah. bottle it when you want. Um, Get some you know, hours. We have shows here at the Lair where our practice right. space is, so 
Um, you know, we're thinking if we're going to do that, we might as well have our beer. You exactly. know, you pay one price, you come in, you hang out with us and some other band, local bands, and Get some, drink uh, some cool Vermithrax beer. And some Vermithrax growlers. Right, right, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> Get a whole beer set going. It's, I mean, this is called, I, when I first read about this and heard about it, I'm like, wow, this is like the coolest thing in the world. There's just so much room for something like this to even grow and expand. So. I mean, this is the first one. Yeah. So the whole idea is... And I hope other bands get this. Is like, look, if this becomes successful, your band could be the next band making a beer at next year's Brutal Fest. Yeah. Like, we have to make this success- successful for everyone's future. The whole right. idea of Megan doing this was to build the scene and also combine two loves that she has that right. she thinks a lot of people have. And she couldn't be more right. Like, most people I know that listen to metal like a good beer. And to combine the two is awesome. So, right. I mean, I, I was all about it. As soon as she said, what do you think of this idea? I was like, that's a done idea. Like, that has to happen. Yep. And so next year, like, she doesn't have any bands picked yet. So any bands that are helping this year, she's looking and she's watching. And people are, you know, sharing her posts from the, from the, right. band, from the website for the festival or sharing bands, our posts. And she sees other bands helping and trying to get the word out. Those are the bands she wants to look at for next right. year. Because right. it's kind of a give back. It's like, exactly. look, you get it, so I want to help you. So hopefully a bunch of bands jump on that. we got you know, a little less than three weeks left. So yeah. you know, everybody, yeah. this is the time to chip in and, and be there. If you're in exactly. a band, be at this thing. See I what it's about. I should be there. I mean, this, yeah. is, this, is, this is a very you know, original idea. I mean, you've got beer fest everywhere. You spend money, you get the beer tickets and whatnot. Go to a concert, it's the same thing. It's just like you said, combining, right. combining everything. But combining both, and it's cheaper than if you went yeah. to a beer fest, and it's exactly. the same price if you went to most concerts. Right. It's like, I'm shocked at how she was able to get the price to, I mean, it's $36 general admission, right. and that's still 20 beer tickets um, and the glass, mm-hmm. and you get entered for um, um, Beardly Customs Bass. He's giving away a bass that he hand wow. makes. Uh, Rick Link owns the company. He makes amazing stuff, and he's giving that stuff away. He's giving a bass away. And anybody that buys either ticket gets entered for that base. Like, that's that's crazy. That's very Just, cool. But, and then if you get the VIP ticket, you get an hour early. You get food in addition. You get $10 worth of food. Plus, you get a t-shirt that's only for that event. So, it's right. like you are a true supporter. And that's only $55. I yeah. mean, $55 with your food and drink? Like... That's, you'd I mean, spend that's that anywhere. You'd spend any that any restaurant, even yeah. a fast food place. Right. You could spend. You could spend it a tilted kilt without seeing a show, really easily, <laughs> exactly. just on appetizers. So yeah, it's a very cool concept, and I'm really hoping that uh, we're gonna do our part to push it. And no, we really appreciate it. Hope that this uh, this takes off because this is something that could be great for the area, great for the music scene, great for all. The, I mean, there's a ton of local brewers. Music in, sucks. In this area. Even posted a. An oh, yeah. article, yeah, they yeah. reprinted the, the video that they did where they're wearing corpse paint. Right, so it's right. really a great video. If you haven't seen it, you got to go on YouTube and look at Brutal Fest and find the one that is has them in corpse paint because it is one of the funniest, we'll, uh, cool videos out there. I'll post I'll post a link to it on the oh, site when we, uh, when we publish this one. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great idea. Um, and, you know, even getting more brewers involved, there's a ton of local brewers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Them. Like, she's not opposed to having more brewers it was yeah. really a matter of how many were because at the very first night we all met at rock bottom all the brewers and uh, a few of the bands that she originally approached which we were like the first one um and we met all the breweries and they were all like this is a great idea and every one of them 
one of their breweries was really into metal. So it was like, right. why did this not happen a long time ago? But it's cool that somebody, she's not even from the area. You know, they moved yeah. here from, like, I think the Rochester area. And uh, she came here and was like, this needs to happen. And how cool is it that she's put so much on the line to make this happen for our scene? Because to yeah. her, this is her scene now. Exactly. This is where she lives. You know, this is her, this is where her, her beer's made. And, uh, so I think it's really cool. Let's hope it takes off because, uh, like I said, I'd love to see this grow and expand. Yeah. Get bigger venues. And well, she's already talking about bigger headliners next year, you know, to make that happen. Because um, she'd like to have one headliner right. not from Pittsburgh to exactly. kind of bring people to the show to really see what it is. Um, and this year it's Child Bite, which is, uh, they're on Housecore Records, Phil mm-hmm. and Samuel's label. Yeah. Um, in fact, I just saw today they released a, a new video that has Bill Mosley, who's like in all kinds of horror movies. Yeah, he was yeah. uh, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right. and he did their video. He's in their video. As that's, an actor. Cool. So that's pretty cool. cool. Very cool. Um, getting back to the band, you guys have been working on a new EP. You guys want to... I mean, we... What, so... What can we, you What can you tell us about Well, all right, so here's, here's what happened. So in the day and age of computers, you write all your stuff you get all your stuff in you record everything and then you lose everything right you know and it's like we were going between engineers and we were moving stuff back and forth between hard drives and somewhere in that mess we lost a bunch of files and we lost a bunch of headway right and so we basically had to start over of what was basically almost a finished three quarters of an album mm-hmm. And so now we're back to the point where we're almost finished again. We uh, Jim Dofka, who's a kind of a local guitar hero, yeah, and uh, total metal nut, and we, great guy, has a good ear, and um, he's going to be engineering the, the new album. And uh, we thought it would be an EP. It may still be an EP. We don't know if we're going to release an EP and then another EP soon after, or if we're just going to bite the bullet and, and put it all together into a full length. It's tough because. The market doesn't necessarily jump on full lengths any more than they right. would an EP. Uh, if we had a label, they'd be like full length. But right. you know, since it's kind of self-financed and we put the stuff, you know, we, we have our own label basically. So what, you know, it's kind of it's up in the air as how we're gonna do it. Last we spoke, and this will change in five minutes. It was gonna be a full length. Right. And we certainly have the music. We have a ton of music written. And now with Sean and the band, we're already working on new riffs and new yeah, stuff already. Yeah, I was going to so, ask about that. Yeah, I mean, it's already happening. So I, I think the next group of stuff is going to happen quicker. And now that we've kind of settled with, here's how we do it. Right. And here's the engineer. And this is, it'll be much smoother mm-hmm. than all this, like, disjointed, broken up. Part was recorded here, and then this part was recorded right. there. And it just became a mess of, like, to hand somebody that was just, like, Sometimes like a box, like 50 things exactly. of yarn all tied together. <laughs> Go here, make a sweater. And they're like, holy crap, what are you doing? Like, So now everything's concise and all the files are clear. And it's like, here's your files. And so right. sometimes moving forward, it'll be easier. But we learn the hard way. Sometimes losing everything, that could be a blessing too. Yeah, you, you think you might have lost those sparks of magic. But then at times you look back and go... But when we when we went back and did it, we changed stuff. We realized this would have worked right. way better, you know. So we did actually end up fixing the songs and, and, and I think making them a little stronger. So that's probably a good thing. Cool. Well, I want to thank you for talking to us. We're really looking forward to Brutal Fest and uh, wish you luck on the uh, the little mini tour you got going. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh yeah, we should get December eighth too. December eighth. We'll be at Cativo with. Uh, Condition Critical, which are New Jersey Thrashers. I think they're moving to Massachusetts. And yeah. the bassist also plays in Lich King. And okay. we played with Lich King in the past, so that's kind of the tie-in there. So 
um, they're kind of that new wave of thrash. So we're kind of excited being the older Definitely. guys that play old school thrash, and we see all these new kids coming out right. playing that kind of thrash. You know, that it's exciting for us because it's nice to see it come back like that. So that should be a really fun show. It's with Shattered Soul and Xander Demos. I think is also playing that cool. show. Yeah, should so, be a good yeah, it's a pretty big bill. Good show. Cool. Well, again, you know, thanks for taking time talking to us. I know you guys. Uh, rehearsing right now so I don't want to keep you uh, well they are yeah <laughs> yeah thanks for coming on and we appreciate the support cool alright thanks Chris Okay, I'd like to thank Chris uh, for inviting me out to the lair to talk to him. Uh, Pittsburgh Brutal Fest, you definitely got to check this out. It's going to be a great event. Again, it's November 6th at Spirit in Lawrenceville. Uh, tickets are very reasonable. You get to taste a lot of great beers. You get to listen to a lot of great bands. Uh, what more could you ask for? That about wraps up this episode. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. If you've got any questions or comments, please feel free to drop us a line at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash iron city rocks follow us on twitter at twitter.com forward slash iron city rocks and check out our instagram at instagram.com forward slash iron city rocks until next time thanks for listening